0: I had a message in my heart and then this thing was dropped in. it is a Christmas message uh, I wasn't expecting it it came very easy I'm not bragging about that I'm just very thankful for that but before I do I want to talk about scripture interpretation because we're going to look at Mary and Joseph unless you think it doesn't apply to you it does because no no one is going to birth God again on the flesh on the earth but there are some things he has for you that he wants on the earth through you through you and what happens is we mislabel things as spiritual and unspiritual. So this applies to everybody. A lot of people say, well, "I don't know. I don't have a purpose and destiny from God." No, the truth of the matter is you don't know it, but you have it. Before the world was created, you have it. But I want to talk about scripture interpretation first, because there's those that say these scriptures apply to this situation and these people, and they can't be applied to anything else. Well, if that was the case, Paul could have never quoted the Old Testament. There's a scripture in the Old Testament that says, "Do not muzzle an ox while he's treading the grain." That's an ox. That is grain. We don't even use ox. He uses that scripture to talk about, he says, Paul actually quoted it twice. He says, if we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? Paul said a laborer is worthy of his wages. He applied that to people. And Jesus, when the, when the disciples were going through and they picked the heads of grain, the, the scribes and Pharisees says, you're working on the Sunday. And goes, didn't you read what David did when he ate the showbread? That, that, how could he apply that? It's the Holy Spirit. Now, what we can not do is take Scripture out of context and the flow of Scripture, meaning, like Jehovah Witnesses will say, you know, Jesus prayed to God the Father, therefore he's not God. That doesn't go with the flow of Scripture. So we still want to keep the flow of Scripture, Amen. But we're going to look at Joseph and Mary, and everybody in here, God has things for you that he wants you to birth on the earth, just like Jesus. And we're going to look at, we have to receive it, we have to feed it, and then it will succeed. Now, when we say success, we're going to get into that. What's not the worldly type of success? But I want to read some scriptures first. I want to read Matthew 1, 18 through 23. I'll just read it. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. As his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Joseph was going to put away the gift of God because he mislabeled it. Let me use another word for mislabeled judge. We, we mislabel things all the time. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take marry your wife, for that which is conceived in hers of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. You know, I read about, a, I've used this before, I just love this example. Michael Jordan, when he graduated from college, he wanted to sign with Adidas. Adidas was the bigger market share at the time, but Adidas didn't want him. Because they were looking for tall people. They were looking for centers. And, th- and the headquarters were in Germany. It's pronounced Adidas, but we say Adidas. And they said this, he's too short. Three words, one label, one judgment. He's too short. What did it cost Adidas? Billions of dollars. Michael Jordan hasn't played basketball in almost 20 years. His shoe outsells all the other shoes combined Still. When you walk by stores, you can just see the symbol. He got so big that Nike had to make a separate depart in Jordan. Jordan's made $1.2 billion off of it, just him alone. That doesn't even include Nike. When sales were going down because of COVID, Jordan was going up. We say, that's crazy, but what label have you put on yourself? See, he's too short, billions of dollars. We put labels and we lose purpose and destiny. Too late, a label. Too far gone, label. It's over, A label. And we misjudge things, and that's what Joseph did. He put a label on the things of God. What Mary carried, he mislabeled it. Boom. Judge. And we judge that. We do that. So the first thing is we have to receive it. But if you think that you're exempt from this message, you are not. You've already mislabeled it. Nobody in here. Because what we do is John's preaching, spiritual. Me going to work, unspiritual. John going to mission field, spiritual. Spiritual. Me sit with my family, unspiritual. Friend, everything from God for you is spiritual because he's a spirit. Everything God has for you is spiritual. So you don't have the right to judge what is spiritual or what is not. Now, if Adidas knew that, they would have never done that. Billions of dollars over three words, he's too short. And how many people miss their purpose and destiny because they put a label on themselves or others? Too small. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. They did it to Jesus. He's just a carpenter's son. Teacher. Now, when I say label, I'm talking about we can, we can, I had a Jehovah Witness come to my door. It's not just giving bad things. If you say something's good and it's great, it's still a mislabel. I had a Jehovah Witness come to my day when they, uh, door and they found out, and I love talking to them because that person standing before you is going to go somewhere and spend eternity, friends. Don't just shut the door. Share the gospel. If you don't know it, read it. So I said, I started talking to them when they found out I was a Christian. They go, Jesus is very, very special because they don't believe he's God he was a prophet teacher, and I said, no matter how special, and I said, it just like that, you think Jesus is? I go, anything, I go, it's blasphemy, anything other than he's God. And she just looked at me. I go, it's blasphemy. So as, as good as you want to put the label on it, if it's not the label God has for it, it's blasphemy. So what label have we put it on ourselves? So the first thing is we had to receive it. Now, when the angel came to Mary, and we're going to look at that, when the came, angel came to Mary in Luke one twenty six through 38, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, to the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary says, how can this be since I don't know a man? The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the son of God. Basically, the answer was God. Now, he said he's going to rule, he's going to do this. She didn't ask him about any of those things. They were under Roman rule. You know how foreign that is? We just read scripture. We've got to put ourselves in the context. They're under Roman rule. The Jewish people were considered less than and says, you're going to do this. All she says is, how am I going to bring this on the earth? See, and she says, okay, according to your word, let it be. That's what we need to be. God I can't look at my past I can't look at my history I can't look at my family I can't look at everything I've done and for me to receive the promises you have for me for me to hear your voice and to walk out the things that you want me to bring on the earth whether it's a church a business see starting a church is just as spiritual as running for political office if that's what God's called you to do so you can't label it spiritual not spiritual spiritual not spiritual in the kingdom not the kingdom no it's about his it's about being about his business so we, when we take that label and we say, the, we say, he's too short, whatever that is in your own mind, when you look in the mirror, when you look at your life, what labels have you put on yourself? Because when, you when you let God label it, what's in you is from me. What's in you is from me, and I want to bring it upon the earth. Amen? Now, we're stewards. We don't own it. We misjudge. Now, the next thing is we need to receive it, then we need to feed it. Because what you feed on affects what you carry. It's like a pregnant mother says, don't drink alcohol, don't this things. And so we, we feed on the world. And I'm not even saying bad things. I'm saying we just don't feed what's in us. See, when you feed what God has for you, it will grow. And I'm talking about... You know, you get social media or those things you hear or the word, and as, you, as those things will grow in you, and like a baby kicks against the mom, it kicks against the limits and says, I'm alive, I'm alive. Those things will begin to kick in you and say, okay, there's something, I carry something as you feed it. There's people that carry things from God and they never feed it, and it never kicks, it never moves. But as you feed it, it will begin to kick. It will begin to kick. You can feel on a womb. Now, I'm talking spiritually, man, so I, I understand of uh, uh, the, the natural, and I've never had a baby. I never will have a baby. I don't care what, you know, all the woke people say. It's not, it's not going to happen. God says, man, well, why does they attack everything? Because anything God loves, Satan attacks. And he loves you, so he's going to attack you with thoughts, and he's going to try to put labels on you, and you can't accept the label. Not every thought, See, because thoughts are from God, Satan, the enemy, or yourself. The only one you need to receive it from him. So we need to filter it, and how do we filter it? We filter it through his word. Amen. That's first. Look, I love prophecy. I love spiritual gifts. I love, but I'm getting back to the word. I've used to read the word so much more. Me personally, I'm getting back to the word and I've I've got away from that. And a podcast, I love listening to podcasts and different messages. I have some great teachers, but there's no substitute for this bread. Amen. There's no word like this word. And you can read the word a hundred times in the same scripture and God can make it alive and living for you. It is a living word. What makes it living is not the paper it was written. It was not when it was written. What makes this a living word is that it's from God, and he has things he wants to share with you. And as you feed on the word, as you feed in worship, as you feed in the podcast, that thing inside you will grow. Amen? Now, Mary carried something that was not from man. It was from God. Man doesn't give you purpose and destiny. Man can confirm it. Man can prophesy it man can say, yes, I agree. When Simeon, when they said, you know, when when Anna, the prophetess, and Simeon, you guys can read the temple, they confirmed what God already spoke, but it comes from God. Now we're stewards now, we're stewards of it. We're not owners. That's what, if we were owners, we wouldn't have to give an account. Because we're stewards, we're going to have to give an account of our finances, of our time, of those things. So God has deposited things in you. At salvation, there's things in you. At the baptism of the Spirit, there's things in you. As you go in life, he can deposit more things in you. He can give you mantles. He has some things that he wants to bring on the earth through you, not for you just to watch. It's not just for John. It's not just for Blaine. It's not just for Pastor Easy and Lena. It's for you. When you walk in your work, when you walk in your family, when, you, when your child's sick, all those things. And, we you know, we we got to get out of spiritual. And Jesus didn't go, I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm not going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm not going to walk in the Spirit. He was always like, well, I'm going to do it and say what the Father says. I'm going to do what he's doing. Amen? So we need to stop that, that, that line outside these doors, unspiritual again. I just had a spiritual time with God. We need to stop those labels. Amen? Because we're stewards, and we think when we burst something, we're done. We think when we start something, we're done. We can just give it away. There's, or I brought Jesus in the world, but i got to watch over. Mary and Joseph were just stewards. They had to watch over Jesus. And then when they lost him for three days in the caravan, that's when you actually could trust people to travel together. And they go, where were you? And he goes, didn't you know I'll be about my father's business? What he has for you is not for you. It is for his kingdom. It's about the father's business. It's not for you to stand on a stage. I don't care what they prophesied over you. It's not to you say I can make $18 million. It's about the father's business. So you made a lot of money. What is that money for? It's about the father's business. Because you're rich or wealthy or have money or just a little money, someone should eat that's not eating because of you. Someone should have a church or a building or a roof over their head that didn't have it because of you. It's If it was up to God friends it'd be done there's so many things he wants to bring on the earth and what happens is so many people want God to be in their affairs God help me out of this problem show me what job to do what person we need to come to the place where God show us how to get in your affairs God what is on your heart and mind for this earth help us birth those things on the earth that's on your heart because Jesus did not leave heaven for himself he was safe in heaven. He was good in heaven. He was with the Father in heaven. He left a very safe place because of you. He did it for you. We talk about the gift, and we just, so we need to go, God, I, I, I give this gift that's in me. I, I give back my life to you. God, what, what do you have for me that you want me to birth? See, oh, that's jo- Joseph and Mary. It can't be applied. No, it can be applied. There's no one that's exempt and says, it's one talent, two talents, five talents. You don't look at what anybody else has. And the person with the one talent buried it. They're not going to miss it. But when the master came, he goes, where's the, where's the return on the talent? See, everybody has something to give. Everybody. There's intercessions and prayers God wants to birth on the earth. That heaven can't prayer. That's for us to pray. But people don't open their mouth. Too busy watching TV. Too busy complaining. Too busy gossiping. And we label things. You can have a conversation with, 20, with the same person 20 times. No problem. All of a sudden they offend you. Then you label them. You're offensive. And we label things and we judge things that God doesn't want us to judge. We only judge when we judge rightly with him. Amen? So we receive it, we feed it, and we steward it. Now, when Mary was at the cross, if you feed it and you receive it, it will succeed. But when they were at the cross and they were standing there and watched Jesus die, on the scale of 1 to 10, how successful was that? No one was walking around going, don't worry, in three days he's going to rise again. Stop crying. Friends, it was over. And what you think is unsuccessful or successful is different than what God says is successful. There's missionaries you never heard of that are very successful in the kingdom. Succeed, I will prosper those things. That actually word means succeed. It will do what I sent it to do. If we receive the word and feed it, it will, we will birth it and it will succeed in what he hasn't intended. Maybe nobody will know. Heaven knows. And he also knows the devil. Because there's two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. Now, I'm going to read you a story because we need to listen to his voice along the way. Now, when I say his voice, his voice can come in the scripture. It can come through pastors. It can come through sitting in church, a sermon. It can come through friends. I've had God speak to me through sinners. Some of you, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I'm going to listen to his voice. This is a true testimony. His name is David Gibbs, two B's. You can look it up. It's called The Voice. It's about seven minutes. And I wrote down exactly, so I'm not ad-libbing what he said. He was a lawyer. And he went to, and I'll just read it. He was on the Aleutian Islands. He was getting ready to leave Anchorage and go home. He had a ticket, but a man says, I can take you back to Anchorage in a small plane. So he didn't really want to go against his better judgment. They take off, and they're four minutes up in the air. They're going to go back to Anchorage. He's going to go home. And when they hit the clouds, the pilot passes out. His eyes roll in the back of his head, and he's out. He shakes him. He shakes him. Now, he's sitting in the front seat. There's another lower in the back. It's a very small plane. I've, I've flown on small planes. The scariest ride ever was on a small plane. We were thrown around. And he says, So he says, Take it. All I saw was this thing. He says, Hello, hello, hello. He says, Just, we didn't know. And this guy gets on and goes, Don't you know proper etiquette? Hello. And he goes, We don't know nothing. Our pilot's out. He goes, I'm a freighter going out of Anchorage to Tokyo. He goes, I'm going to circle you. He goes, You need, you need uh, Anchorage emergency services. And he says, He put on, he says, so he got on, he says, he woke up, and he says, hello. He says, the man says, you don't know anything? And the pilot's passed out. He goes, he goes, first thing is, he goes, you don't need to see me, but I need to see you. If you want to get home safe, promise me you will obey my voice. He goes, I found you. He goes, you're four minutes from a mountain, but follow my voice. And finally, he says, we got turned around. And he says, "Men," he goes, there's a lot of traffic between here and Anchorage. He goes, I'm freezing all the traffic in the area. He goes, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get you to Anchorage. There's a lot of weather between you and Anchorage, and you're in for a rough ride. I want you to hear me. I don't want you to look out what's going on outside. I I don't want you to pay attention to the storm, just my voice. If you start watching the storm, you will die. If you receive it and feed it, and if you judge it, what's successful or not successful, it will not go to maturity. Because at the cross, what we do is say, boom, failure. When God's still working. He says, Joseph, I'll save my sins from the people. Joseph wasn't going, this is it. See, don't judge what's for failure and what's a success. Who's the one that led Billy Graham to the Lord? Who's the one that entered Reinhard Bunkie's ministry, millions of Louis Graff? No one knows their name. Heaven knows. Those are stories we know about. He goes, but I'll take you through it. He goes, we went through the worst of the weather, but there was still more. I'm just quoting the testimony. Then the voice came back and said, I'm going to line you up. He goes, I'm going to bring you right down on the runway. At the foot of the runway, there are some lights, and they're in the form of a cross. And he says, don't you forget this. The cross is the way home. He was bringing us down, and still we couldn't see anything, and he said, stay with me. Finally, a couple hundred feet off the ground, we saw the cross. He goes, I landed the plane seven times. He was, like, bouncing. He says, it all came to a stop. The minute we landed, the pilot woke up. The voice said, thanks for listening. I watch them crash and burn all the time because they won't follow my voice. They put us in a motel room at about 4 in the morning. I heard a knock on the door. I opened the door. A man was standing there. He said, hello, David. And I said, you're the voice. You're the one that got me home. He said, I am. Friends, the I am will get you home. He said, listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. He goes, don't look out the storm. You will crash. So there's that small plane, he says, don't look out the window, don't look at the storm, don't look at the circumstances, don't look at the labels, listen to my voice. And all the planes that were circling, they go, we're praying for you, man, listen to the voice. Most don't, and they crash and burn. Because the voice we listen to is our own voice. I can't receive it. I'm exempt. You're listening to your voice. He's too short. I'm listening. You're listening to your voice. I I, I did too wrong. I messed up. Too. So let's just close your eyes for a second. Lord, I just thank you that we're going to listen to your voice. We're going to listen to your voice in Scripture. We're going to listen to your voice through people. We're going to listen to your voice when we're sitting alone in our prayer chair. We're going to listen to your voice in the car. We're going to listen to your voice. We're not going to look at circumstances, what he's He said, she said, we're not going to look at labels, all these gifts, to, from. We're going to receive Jesus, your son, your gift forever. And we're going to listen to your voice. We're going to the cross. We're going to land safely. We're going to enter the, we're going to birth what you want us to birth. And as Mary, it says, according to your, be unto me according to your word. We receive everything. There is pain. The word that came to Mary, it says, a sword will pierce your heart. It's not all fun. There's tears. You know, there's sacrifices. That's why many don't finish the voice. That's why many don't land. That's why many don't birth, because of pain, hurt, sorrow. God, oh, we want to listen to your voice. I don't know everybody in here. I don't know your position. I don't know who's listening to this podcast, friends. But the first thing the voice says is, come to Jesus. The first thing before he, he tells you, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, these are the things I have for you, it's come to the cross. I can wash away your past. If you relieve that Jesus rose from the dead and you receive him as such, you will be born again. That means your spirit is born again. You still have a soul. That's what it means to renew your mind. But you are his child. At that moment, you become his child fully, not partially, fully. Fully adopted into his kingdom. And then it gives you right and access to the Father. Amen? That's first. But what happens is we get saved. Yes, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to listen to his voice to accomplish those things that I think I can accomplish. God has, heaven has so many more desires than the church. When I say the church, I mean the church as a whole. All the pastors together, all the greatest prophets, all the apostles, they're still. you can put them all together, they can come up with all their plans, and heaven still has more. All the prophecies you receive and the promises you think you have or don't have, heaven still has more. He has, still has more to say, but we need to continue to listen to his voice. We receive his word, we feed on his word, we can birth it, but we're just stewards. You never own Jesus. They didn't own Jesus. They were just to take care of Jesus until a certain time where it becomes a maturity. I heard something recently, and I believe it's true. Legacy is what you leave behind. Lineage is who you leave behind. Legacy is what you leave behind. Lineage is who you leave leave behind. And it doesn't matter if you have kids or not. You can have spiritual kids. There's people that you can put into that say, oh, I was changed because of that person. They, that person encouraged me. And you don't need a pastor to do it. You just need Jesus. You carry Jesus. If you are a Christian, you carry Jesus. Just like Mary did. She carried Jesus. And what she didn't know was the sacrifice she had to give when they brought the two the, you know, the two turtle doves because they were poor. They didn't have the, the the lamb. They didn't know she didn't know her sacrifices with her arm. She didn't know that the cross. So let's not judge what's successful, what's not successful. You have no right to judge before it's time. The final judge will judge all things when we stand before and that's when he says good, successful, bad, accomplished, not. Amen? Not us. He's too short. Three words cost Adidas billions of dollars. And you know what? It's still costing them money to this day. You don't even need to say Jordan. You just see a symbol. Hadn't played in 20 years. Basketball. His shoes still outsell. All the ones combined. But what do we give up? Way greater than Money. Nations have not been visited because people believe the wrong label. It's too close. It's too hard. When I first started going to wars, I called and says, hey, can, I just knew one church. Can I come down? They said, sure. Everybody's scared right now. No one's coming because they believe the label about the news. But we need to hear his voice. When he says, go, we go. Go, we go. So I could believe all the labels, too dangerous. You're going to get kid- well-meaning Christians. Don't you know it's dangerous? I'll tell you what's more dangerous Sitting at home and not listening to his voice and not doing nothing, that's more dangerous. That's dangerous. So here's the truth about the kingdom, friends. There's no such thing as a risk with God. It's only a perceived risk on earth. There's no risk with heaven because he knows how it ends. Even the martyrs, they will have forever. There's no, we just perceive the risk. Oh, I'm stepping out. Not to heaven you're not stepping out because he's already got you covered. Peter says, I'm going to fall. And Peter sank. The Bible says, Jesus, and me, he cried out. "Jesus!" Je-. Peter didn't grab Jesus. Jesus grabbed Peter and pulled back in the boat. Maybe you walked on water and sank, but guess what? You can get back into the boat and you still can go to the other side. There's no risk in God. It's just a perceived risk. It's just an earthly risk. It's not a risk with him. So, she, you know, that's what's dangerous. That's what's dangerous. Believing every label about your life and never moving. Not knowing what to do and not knowing what's also moving, what not to do. Because Joseph was going to do something. He was going to label Mary and get rid of her and says, don't do that. That's also stopping. So it's not just what you're called to do, it's what you're not called to do. And when you realize what you're not called to do, you actually can focus on what you're called to do. Because when you say no to this, no to this, it gives you the strength to say yes to this. So I went to war as one church, one person. It was a teenager who introduced me to a man who was over all these things in, in Mexico. I get up and I go, I thought I am supposed to go to Mexico City. He goes, I'm going in two weeks, come with me. I didn't even know him. One teenager. See, we think Joseph and Mary, we make them all spiritual. They were just normal people that had the favor of God. They say Joseph was a carpenter. Actually, it means work with your hands. He probably was a masonry. I don't want to break anybody's Christmas bubble, but it's probably true. That's probably way more like it. He was just a normal person in their house. They were poor. They weren't rich. It wasn't a scribe. It wasn't a Pharisee. It wasn't the right gender. It wasn't the right nation. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right country. They were under Roman rule. Israel was not over the Romans. They were under Roman rule when they got the word. It was difficult circumstances. Your son is going to wash away the sins. Your son is going to rule on the throne of David forever? Mary didn't ask about any of those questions. She just says, how can I birth this on the earth? God because if I birth it on the earth, you can take care of it. All you got to do is worry about bringing it forth on the earth. He'll take care of the rest. And then you steward it. I sank. I failed. No, you can get back up with God. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. There's preachers that are retired that never should have retired because they believed a label. Three words, billions of dollars. He's too short. We're too small. It's too long. It's too late. The labels we put limit. And what label you put determines what the value you can receive from it. Adidas has no value from Michael Jordan. In fact, it's a constant reminder you missed it, you missed it, you missed it, you missed it. Greatest athlete ever, as far as finances. He made $1.2 billion. His shoes outsell all of their shoes combined, they're, st- they're still playing. 20 years from now, you can st- if Jesus tarries, you'll still see the Jordan symbol. In fact, when he passes away, it'll probably be greater. People have killed each other over those shoes. I don't recommend that. We go, man, Adidas dismissed it. Don't miss it, friends. Don't miss it over your words that you think. Don't miss it over your label. God, I thank you. We're not too small. It's not too late. There is a revival coming. You've called everybody to do something. It's just as spiritual if he's called you to political office or to start a church. Some of you are called for finances, but it's about the father's business. It's not about your bigger house or another motor home. It's about the father's business. Don't you know I need to be about my father's business to advance the kingdom of God? Amen? So it's Christmas. We label presents. We label gifts. We label people, but we do it all year round. Adidas sure messed up, friends. We mess, we do it all day, all day. They're this, I'm that. It's there, and we don't even think about it. We just think it's right. So God, help us not be the judge. We just agree with your your word. According to your word, be it unto me. According to your word, be it unto me. We will go to the nations. We will give the money. We will start the businesses. We'll run for the political offices. We'll have the families, we'll start the churches, we'll build the orphanages, we'll go to the countries, we'll, we'll give the altar calls, we'll lay hands, we'll prophesy, we'll be unretired. Lord, everybody in here that's older and think they're retired, I ask that you take that label off them right now in the name of Jesus. Unretired. That does not mean you're going to do what you did. It means you're going to do something for the kingdom. So we enter into the Father's business. God, right now, we enter into your Father's business. It's the end of the year. We don't have church for two weeks. Guess what? He's still speaking. You can still hear his voice for the end of the year. You don't need church to hear his voice. You just need to get quiet to hear his voice. You just need to get quiet. You don't need a church service to hear his voice. And you can feed what what you carry. Because it was a seed. That she had to receive, and she carried it, and she fed it. Don't drink alcohol when you're pregnant. If God could give us instructions over the things we carry, don't think those things when you're carrying my word. Don't walk into that when you're carrying my promise. Don't go that way when you're walking my promise. I could have thought those thoughts. And I'm not bragging like, no, I have a friend that lives down there blamed. Do you know the news he hears all the time, the cartels that come? It's unsafe, get out. I knew a man. I knew I knew his son, he was in Africa and there was a war going on. There was a civil war. And the United States government said, get out. Everybody got out. He said, No. He prayed about it. Why aren't you going? Because I'm listening to his voice. He was white. Africa, civil war. They're coming door to door. He didn't go. His family says, No, God's told me to stay. See, friends, that's a situation where it's not you're reading a story, you're in it. He's not reading scripture that says you're not gonna die, you know. He's like, yeah, I apply those things. Yeah, he made it, and God did great things there. But the government said, get out. The African government said get out. The United States government says get out. We can no longer protect you. But there was another voice he listened to it. says, I can protect you. So Lord, I thank you there is a voice above every voice. It's above the government, your gender, your past, your history. So Lord, today we throw down everything we've ever done. All the time it took us to get here. So now I think I need this much time. Can a nation be born in a day? Can a revival happen in a day? Can someone get saved in a day? Can your family members get saved? Lord, I thank you we will not waste time before the end of the year. But we will put it in your kingdom we will pray what you pray we will say what you say we will go where you go when we get our haircut we'll pray for them we'll witness and i'm not talking about just like oh i have to share jesus all the time you say what he tells you to say when he tells you to say it and you don't say what he's not telling you to say you could preach a whole message on just the voice david don't look out the window you'll crash just listen to my voice my job is to get you home safe you're going to see some lights on the end of the runway. There's a form of a cross. Remember, the cross is the way home. And he knocked on his door. Hello, David. He says, you're the voice. He says, I am. I am will get you home. Jesus says, I am who I am. And when they were going to crucify him, your Bible says, I am he. He is italicized. He wasn't in there. He says, who is Jesus? Jesus stands and goes, I am. And when he said that, they all fell down. I am will get you home safe. I am will bring that promise to pass. I am will get that loved one to the cross. I am, Lord, we hear your words above every words. Every label we rip down. Mary and Joseph, you can put lights around them, spiritual around them, this around them. And they had to move. They had to move from Jeru- Egypt back to Jerusalem to keep the baby safe. You must move even after you bring it to birth because you're just a steward. He will ask you to move and do things. They had to take Jesus God, this is your son. There's no room for him in the end. Man made made no room for him. Man didn't give him to me, and man made no room for him. I want you to move him because the devil's after him. Why? Because he tries to kill it in seed form. The devil didn't go after Jesus when he was a teenager. He went after him when he was a baby. And the devil will go after the things when they're just a baby. Small beginnings. Why does he do that, friends? Because your life is a blip. God's eternal, right? No beginning, No end. I'm coming back soon. When you're eternal, everything's soon. <laughs> everything's soon. He's eternal. Your life's a blip, but look what the devil has seen. He's seen a shepherd boy who his dad didn't even want to bring him to the, the, the prophet's table, the prophet's time, become king. He saw Gideon, who was scared, defeat an army. He saw a woman, Esther, who didn't even want to be chosen, God put as queen to save his people. Think of everything the devil has seen. So when there is a seed form in your life, he'll tell you it's no good. Kill it. Get rid of it. Abort the dream. But he's thinking if they don't, it could hurt me because he's seen it all. He's seen a one where he was born in the manger, killing the cross, and washed the sins away. And the Bible says if the rulers of this world knew what they were doing, they never would have did. the crucified or glory. God kept the plan secret from Satan. Otherwise, he never would have crucified Jesus. There's plans you don't know about. You just need to walk out. But that's listening to his voice. He's seen all that, so of course he's going to attack it in seed form because it's much harder when it's mature. When it's mature, then he leans on. It was your strength. It was your might. It was your power. Amen? must constantly live to his voice. So I bless you in this Christmas season, spending time with your friends and family. Remember, he has things for you to receive. He has things for you to feed. He has things for you. You is the key word. I am and you. Not the church, not the denomination, not your dad, not your mom, not your gender, not your path. You, you have things on the earth, and you are to steward them, and not to judge what's a success, what's not. God, here, according to your word, here, I give back to you what I birth. Move him. Amen? God bless you guys.